0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.
1: Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies Get all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that You And I'm trying to please to the calling of your strength that plays soft and low. Get all the night... What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And what's going on, everybody? Back from the weekend. Well, big week this week. We got uh, uh, the, the Genius Report on uh, on wednesday which is uh, in, in aka the federal reserve and of course you've got uh, the end of the quarter which again who knows how it's going to react uh, you know marks are a little soft overnight uh but did come off their lows uh oil is strong uh, uh, who knows why but it is and of course hey you know we we just have to be prepared but uh, of course we've got uh you know, more more talk on the Kavanaugh uh, stuff. And now a second accuser has come forth with some claim. And, and again, I don't say that they're wrong, but where were they when all this is going on? This reeks of somebody trying to manipulate uh, the vote so they can get past the midterms. This is and, and, and if this is false accusations and I don't know if they are or not. Again, I am not saying that they did not happen. Okay, I don't know, but I will say this. Okay, uh, Kavanaugh has been checked out by the FBI. I think the number is six or seven times, uh, and all of a sudden, when the 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 left does not get their way, they decide that they want to. You know, we've we've got these announcements. Okay, and and now trying to get the hearing from uh, Doctor Ford. And again, I'm not calling anybody a liar. I'm just saying that. It's awfully convenient to have these things come up uh, at the eleventh hour, especially considering that the midterms are five weeks away, maybe six, whatever it is. So we'll, we'll see. I, again, I, I find it very curious, but I, I, th- I think what's more important here, okay, is is the way that in this case the left is doing business and i'm not defending the right cuz i don't i don't remember this exact stuff but again i'm sure i don't like either side that will go back to what we always say all right uh but again this is getting to be just just totally a joke and and, and you talk about potentially ruining somebody's life uh you know that could be potentially what what they are doing to uh Brett Kavanaugh I, I, because if if it's if it's bs okay then I think that creates an, another problem. Okay. So again, I'm not saying that they're not the tr- truthful. I'm not saying that it did not happen because I do not know, but I would say that based on the timing, this would be awfully convenient for this to be happening right now. That's just my view. That's how I see it. We'll leave it at that. In the meantime, we've got, uh, as I said earlier, a big week this week. Uh, you know, we had the, 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 close and, and now we've got, you know, the end of the quarter and the, uh, bad. So we'll see how, how that plays out. Um, you know, these trade wars, um, you know, China is, you know, trying to play tough guy, which is great. I mean, I was on CNBC Asia last night. Uh, China is trying to play tough guy. Uh, and it's like, they took a page out of the, uh, out of Trump's out of the deal, uh, And we'll see, Uh, you know, it's it's a um, it's just a way that that things go on and and things happen. And, you know, again, we'll see. I think that they're making a mistake. I I think they're trying to muscle. And again, I think this is I, I think the more you see these these things happen with 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 Kavanaugh, the more the stronger that they think that they are. Uh, because they they think if they can get through the midterms uh, and we have the blue wave and and I'm not, I am not so sure you're going to see a blue wave. Okay. Uh, You know, I know that history and we, we do believe in history, but I know history tells us, okay, that, uh, that um, there's usually a, a blue or a red wave at the midterms when, when one party owns all three, but I would find it hard to believe that, you know, other than their, their pure hatred for president Trump, that anybody could not vote for him, uh, based on the economy. Okay. Uh, we, we are seeing some growth. You are seeing some jobs. You are seeing some better jobs. You are going to start to see some higher wages. Uh, and I think one thing we learned, uh, at the presidential election, was that people, nobody wants to admit, I admit it, but nobody wants to admit that they like or voted for President Trump. Not even if they like him, but that they voted for him. Okay? Uh, I voted for him. I think he's great. Uh, and and there's no doubt in my mind, okay, that uh, that he's done a great job with the economy. And I certainly don't agree with everything he's done. Okay? But at the, at the end of the day, okay, Certainly, uh, we could we could look for, uh, you know, why would you not want to have this great economy? So, to me, that's something that we, we always want to, you know, focus on, right? I mean, at the end of the day, as we like to say here, is it's, it's about the money, okay? And we care about money. We care about being able to feed our families. We care about being able to earn and live and move on. So... At the end of the day, uh, what, did, what what would we? How would you want to vote? I think that the the vote comes down to that you would want to vote for uh, for the president. That you know for his party. I mean, it's certainly uh, you know nothing that we could say that should have a problem here. I mean, again, you look at what's going on and the economy is going on, and and I would think that any rational, reasonable person would not want these children in running the country, starting with Nancy Pelosi and down to to Booker and everybody else. Just the way they're handling everything and the way they've tried to uh, do things the last couple of major events where they've been on on, on, on public TV, I I mean, it's it's kind of embarrassing, if you ask me, when you look at a lot of their – uh a lot of their reaction okay uh and a lot of the things that they've done i i mean it it's, it's it embarrasses me as an american it embarrasses me to watch a bunch of children try to uh manipulate uh the the public and and there'll be plenty out there and and of course there's a lot of big money out there there i don't have to mention the names but you know who they are uh, that are trying to manipulate this system as well. Why? Because they don't like that they're getting some of their freebies taken away. They've lost some of their power and their clout in the government. Okay? You know, again, the government is supposed to be f- free and fair. And of course, for years, as we're finding out through the deep state, which we've talked about here many times, but for years, we have known that everything is not as it appears and i think that you know this is the one beautiful thing about the president is there are no special deals being done and i and i like that i can respect that uh and we'll see we'll see how it all plays out in the meantime this is the bubba show and i am todd bubba horwitz i'm gonna stop out here for a break but in the meantime don't forget to download the bubba show each and every day at liberty talk.fm the only station you need and don't forget to get the sporting edge area as well, which is available every day, but it's it's taped on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And of course, don't forget about our high school investing program. If you'd like to help us out, uh, go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's patreon dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. It would certainly be appreciated. In the meantime, we're going to step out here for a break, and we will be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, The Bubba Show. We'll be right back with more at the break welcome back to the bubba show todd bubba Horowitz with you is walking away from the table they're they're no longer interested in trade and so are the question is are they taking a page from the donald trump playbook and trying to muscle up very possible again, one of the differences is Xi has he got the opportunity since he is the dictator for life he can afford to hold out, but I think that what he's going to find out is it will be it could cause a great deal of more problems within China, not that they actually care uh, about their their people, but uh, it could create a, a whole bunch more problems there. Uh, I think Trump is a hundred percent correct on this whole trade war deal that's going on. As I've said before, I don't think it means anything. And of course, the equity markets continue to tell you that it doesn't mean anything. And I think that is really more of what we're starting to see here with the overall trade wars. I think that they are going to, to resolve. I think it only makes good sense. I think when you look at the overall picture of these markets, Uh, The U.S. is flourishing, and the rest of the globe is really starting to struggle, including the emerging markets and other places, and that's going to create a much bigger deal. So I think when it's all said and done, I think that all China's doing right now is trying to muscle up. But at the end, one thing we know for sure, the United States of America can be self-sufficient and doesn't necessarily have to trade with anything. Yes, it might raise some costs here, Uh, especially now when we look at what's going on with our job picture. You know, now that we have an overabundance of jobs and whether they be good jobs or bad jobs, what we do know is people and companies are going to have to start to pay more because if they want to attract employees. Almost everywhere you go now, there are force, there are help wanted signs, which is just telling us that there is plenty of jobs available. Shockingly enough, last night I went to a, a restaurant that happens to be in a mall, and it's the first time that I saw a crowd in this mall. So what does it what does it all mean? Is the economy improving? Is it is it getting better? And the certainly, the appearance of the economy is getting much better. Certainly, people are now working again, and we are we've got obviously a very low unemployment rate, and the participation rate is shrinking as, as well. So I think when you look at it, indeed, we Americans are falling into the trap that we always fall into, which is once we see the light at the end of the tunnel, once we see the ability to potentially make money and make a living, we start spending. Because at the end of the day, okay, say what you will, we are a by-the-month society. We are we are whatever I can afford to pay by the month, I don't look past anything except if I can afford it by the month, I'm in. And of course, that's one of the reasons we have this massive credit card debt. This is one of the reasons we have these massive debt, this massive debt bomb that will eventually explode. Now again, we have said repeatedly that we are not interested in shorting this market yet. As we saw, uh, new highs coming. Uh, so again, we are not telling you that the markets cannot go higher. I am saying to you that there are many warning signs out here. We look at the 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 raging consumer confidence. Okay, now that's a great thing to have, but we've gone from the, the raging confidence to raging complacency, because again, when people are overspending, and this is very typical, you know, listen, it it tr- it trickles down from from the government all the way down. Okay the government spends more than they have. Okay. And so do most people. So what happens is we end up in debt and then something changes and we end up with a mess. And of course, that's what we would expect. Is that something to change that will create a, a bigger problem here? You know, again, the always the question is, is what creates a bubble? Okay. Well, I think that this market here, you know, if we go back to 1980 when Alan Greenspan took over the Federal Reserve, he is—I I note him as the top bubble builder in history—and he's gotten a lot of help from his his underlings. And of course, it went from Greenspan to Bernanke to Yellen, who wants to create even a bigger bubble, and of course now Powell. Their their manipulation of rates, their manipulation of currency. And their accumulation of just more debt. Again, you cannot borrow your way out of debt. Okay, many have tried and failed. So at some point, there's going to be another slowdown for whatever reason that happens to be. Something is going to change. Okay. So when you look at what the bubble that we have here, we've got stocks going straight up to the moon. Okay. There's now we've had since the big sell-off in January. Now, all four major indices have now made new highs. Okay, Now, you saw a lot of weakness last week in the Russell at the end of the week. We had a big rebalancing on, on Friday in the, in the indexes. But at the end, again, you have valuations that many will say are not too high. I say that they're ridiculous. Again, we're basing everything on very, very cheap money. Well, what have we seen recently is... Is is the ten years now comfortably over three percent, not just flirting with three percent, and I as you as we've talked about before, three and a half percent to four percent is that area where it's going to start to create some real problems, a for the stock market because what's going to happen, we're getting to a point where you're going to start to see some money flow out of the markets. OK, and, and not because they're worried about the market, but there are many people that are participating in these markets that wish they weren't. And they'd be very happy to take three and a half percent or four percent and a passbook savings account or a CD and not be involved in the market. So that's number one. Number two, each and every pundit and expert keeps talking about how great the earnings are. And yes, they are great. But what do we know? We know that they're going to have to start paying more to their employees, they're going to have to start offering better benefits to their employees, which is going to take money right from the bottom line. So when I look at the overall picture and I look where we are and I say okay, the cheap money, the they're paying the underpayments that they're making, <clears throat> excuse me, all those things combined will create less profit and that's saying that we are going to stay in these perfect conditions. Now, I'm not saying we can't. I don't know. But what I do know is that in history, we have never been able to stay in these in these conditions. And you're starting to see the whole business of this time is different again. It's it's amazing. I know we've talked about this last couple weeks, but as I listen to the experts and the pundits, of course, a the pundits like it because it's great for ratings, okay? It's great for TV ratings, which is great for ad dollars. And I have no problem with that. I mean, they're just doing their job, and that's, you know, again, obviously people like their good news, but the the so-called advisors, experts, and brokers, they want you in the market, again, because when you're invested, they're making commission, and when you're not invested, they're not making commission. So why not keep you in the equity market? But I think that the overall markets are what we would call, what I would call, is price for perfection. You, know, you start to look as you, when you trade long enough, you look at certain things that happen in markets, okay, and they get to certain levels, whether they be down or up. So in the equity markets, we're at that point where there there is no bad news. The markets ignore, shrug off. They don't care about the massive amount of debt. They don't care about anything else that's going on. They don't care about the world problems. They don't care about the collapsing emerging markets. They don't care about collapsing China. Now, you know, in today's world, everything is kind of interlinked. And somebody's problems do will flood over because of all the money that's out there and that we have loaned to these other countries so when you start to think about it will there be a contagion issue i would say yes there's going to be what are what problems are going to come up well there's gonna be a lot of problems come up i can't give you what the exact one will be today but i am convinced that the banks are once again extremely over okay they have they, they have so much money out on the street and again it doesn't mean that that it's there but they've bought so many loans. They're willing to buy loans. Again, this goes back to the same thing we've seen in major collapses in the past. They just they are buying loans. They don't care. It doesn't matter how good they are. There's the the, the, the requirement to get money either through the bank directly or through a third party lender that will then sell that loan back to the bank has become nobody cares. Okay. So they're going to continue to do the same thing. So are we in a bubble? We're 100 Yes, we are in a bubble. 100% we're in a bubble. But again, it doesn't mean that it has to pop today, tomorrow, or next week. It's just things to watch for. Again, I'm not, I don't want anybody to puke out or panic here. I think it's just something that we need to look for and be prepared to act on. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, always great to be with you. Don't forget to download the show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm. We're going to stop out here for a break, and we'll be back with more After the break, The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz coming right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got The Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. we got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba.thebublish.org at to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebublish.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bob Horwitz with the one, the only, the unbelievably talented Jane King, Lila Max Media, The Kaching Report. What's up, Jane King?
0: Hey, Todd. Okay, just, you know, getting cruising into fall here. Kids back to school and getting into the groove. Yeah,
1: I was back to school late in New York because in, in Chicago, they went back to school almost a month ago already.
0: They went back to school right after Labor Day, and they were off for the Jewish holidays, so it doesn't feel like we've even really got into the groove yet of, of school and a routine so but you know uh we're getting there
1: we're we're getting there and of course uh we're getting there with uh with uh, judge Kavanaugh what, I, I guess there's a new wrinkle out now that uh it was a look-alike to him Somebody, uh, have you seen anything about that oh
0: my god no I haven't heard the look-alike story I mean oh god I mean this is just there's much wrong with this situation that i I don't even know where to begin i mean from diane feinstein holding on to the letter and releasing it at the last minute to it being 36 years old to i feel like the democrats taking advantage of the hottest button most emotional issue going right now which is sexual harassment um to all the demands being placed uh, by the accuser and it's just insane at what we're going through. And I don't think, I mean, for people who, you know, claim to be that they're for women's rights, I don't think this kind of stuff helps. I don't think it helps women in the workplace. Um, I mean, it's, you know, to make accusations that are decades old and have no information really about it and don't even have dates and, you know, and everything's kind of just fuzzy, I don't think any of this helps um, raise women's credibility, um, raise, you know, I just don't think we should even go there at this point. I mean, I I know that sexual harassment happens. This woman is only a few years older than me. You know, I kind of grew up in that same era when it was much different than it is now. So um, if something did happen to her, I feel for her and I have friends things happen to And You know, I mean, I know this stuff happens, but Boy, I mean, this is just a situation that um, I just don't think there's any good outcome to come out of this. And I feel sorry for everybody involved.
1: And I agree. And I listen, we all know that a lot of bad things have happened in this country going back in history. But that is history. And, and, and I think the objective is, is to learn from history and not repeat the same mistakes over again. Well, listen, we know what's happened. This, I mean, this goes back. You know, thousands of years. You know the things that have happened, and I oh, think yeah. I think we just have to learn from it and move forward, instead of pounding back down and trying to say, okay, you know, again, I, I'm I'm obviously for women's rights, and and you know, they're equals, that we're all equals, and I think that we just have to now move forward. I, I just can't. I, I hate continuing to go back and try to beat a dead horse. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, no, that's a long time ago. I mean. That's really, you know, 1982. I mean, and just to, to come out now and, and, and like for me, like I, I had friends who were, you know, like treated poorly by men in college or, you know, maybe even not raped, but, you know, aggressive. And, and we always talked about it in the sorority. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I guess I don't know what I wasn't told, but certainly these stories were shared. So, um, you know, I'm surprised that no other females know about it or, you know, to corroborate her story. I, I just think it's really important that we all teach our daughters, you know, to prevent these situations from happening, you know, excessive drinking and um, you know, being at parties, you know, beyond certain hours and just making wise judgments, sticking with your friends. I mean, just doing some of those common sense things to prevent this stuff from happening. And if something does happen, to not be afraid of telling people and not being afraid of filing a police report. I, I think that, you know, young women have to learn to do that and just, you know, suck it up for the good of all of them. So, I I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know what to say about this. I, I think he's going to go ahead and get confirmed, but I'm just shocked and, and frankly kind of disappointed that the Democrats are bringing up such a, like, kind of just a fuzzy memory that happened so long ago and want the FBI to investigate. Oh, the FBI wouldn't even investigate this if it happened yesterday. This was, it really isn't their jurisdiction. I, I don't understand what they're trying to do.
1: I'm just unhappy. That, I'm unhappy she won't come <laughs> to the Hill and testify. And maybe she'll change her mind, but I'm just unhappy. If you're going to make the accusation, you know, it, it seems to me this is almost like a ploy, right? That that I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it didn't happen because I don't know, and, and and if it did happen, then obviously that's an issue. But if it if it's just a ploy to try to stall the 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 confirmation until after the midterms, which I mean, by the way, there are no guarantee to win these midterms. But the way the economy is going right now, I mean, you know, it'd be hard for me to imagine that there'd be a big blue wave coming in right now based on what's going on around the country. What do you think of it?
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't get the big blue wave either. I mean, look at their arguments. By the way, let, let me just say, Kristen Gillibrand, I mean, I'm embarrassed that she's a New York senator. And, and it's not just this issue with Kavanaugh and the way she's acting and and giving these press conferences. Like, I believe it's true because it is. I mean, what is that? Um, but it's also her views about uh, abolishing ICE and things like that. I think they're very irresponsible. And so, you know, I. But it's in New York, so she'll probably get reelected. In fact, I don't even know if anybody's running against her or who it is. But, um, but I think, you know, I, I, I just don't. I, I think that that people will see. I mean, we've got the Dow hitting record highs. Trump is just now kind of starting to get out. And I give these speeches. He was in Las Vegas recently and um, I think Montana recently. So he's going to be doing a lot more of that. That might turn the tide.
1: I mean, again, I just I think at the end of the day, people talk their pocketbook. I think that's what it really comes down to. And, and especially now, I mean, with jobs, as good as they are now. And, and again, you know, it's interesting. We've won from there was not enough jobs and now there's too many jobs, which is a good thing. But, of course, that will eventually cut into corporate profits because they're going to have to pay more money now. I mean, you know, we can debate the minimum wage issue, but now to get an employee, you're going to have to pay for them. If you want an employee, you're going to have to pay for them.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, people finally have some wage power. I mean, it has been so long. Uh, since the regular person has had wage power. And honestly, I mean, I understand this will cut corporate profits, but people, you know, it, it's been a long time, um, since people have seen their wages go up. It's time. And, um, people need to, to make some more money. I mean, the, the wage gap, the wealth and, and, and earnings gap is so far apart that that needs to be fixed somewhat. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a matter of getting people out to vote. I mean, I think that you really have to stress um, to people that, you know, even if they're okay with Trump or you can't get complacent. So they have to go out. But I mean, just some of the things that, you know, the Democrats, not one of them voted for the tax cuts. I mean, that's one of the main things. I mean, just look at the life you're living. I mean, people have much more hope now and, and um, you know, much more, they're, they're, the animal spirits are back and um, people are just, you know, excited about the economy again. We haven't seen that in a long time.
1: Well, and you being in the business for almost you're in in almost twenty years now, right? In this uh, yeah. Lo- yeah. lovely, lovely industry, that. Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you, you you've seen it all, and and now does it concern you that we have experts and pundits continually trying to beat the drum that this time is different, that you know, consumer confidence is at unbelievable levels, and that the that basically we become overall, I think, too complacent in these markets right now. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I mean, you and I have talked about, like, my feeling about the economy. So I think, and it really irritates me when I hear Barack Obama say that this rally started with him back in 2009. So, I mean, let's just go back 10 years. And so we had a financial crisis. I mean, a horrible financial crisis. And um, the banks were bailed out. Um, The Fed pumped a whole bunch of money in the economy. I mean, that was what drove rally that we saw starting in march of 2009 to basically and it was kind of a sputtering rally but it you know basically until 2016 and then trump is elected and implements a whole new injects it with a whole new stimulus lack of regulations or at least fewer regulations tax cuts uh trade changes i mean so i i feel like this is a brand i feel like it's a whole new rally Um, than what we saw from 09 to 16 and i feel like this is a more legitimate rally it's actually based on business it's not based on fed pumping money into the economy so i mean i I think we could go further from here
1: i mean we could i mean again listen i don't predict you know when the top is going to be i do think that we're close i do see another big sell-off coming but again you and i also know that history tells us that yes, the markets have big sell-offs, bubbles pop, but what happens is the strong companies survive and they grow and they go and they regain momentum and they go higher again. And typically the markets go up 8% year over year. So there'd be nothing to worry about, but there should be, or there will be at some point here, a pretty nasty sell off. Don't you think?
0: At some point. um, But I think, I feel like this year was almost kind of a pause. So we hit the high on January 26th and, we have basically kind of sputtered around between 20 to 23,000 and 26,000 the rest of the whole year until this week. And we started to hit new highs again. So I feel like, you know, sometimes corrections aren't 10, 20% solid. Sometimes corrections are just idle time for a while. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're going to see another, and leadership may change. It may go from tech to, who knows cannabis if you're watching this stuff lately uh, I could some other thing.
1: <laughs> but
0: um but I, I think we've got more upside
1: jane king as always thank you so much for being here
0: thanks todd
1: uh-huh. that was our good friend jane king from lila max media the Kaching report and she always is on top of excuse me always on top of her game and always brings us the her, her exact opinion which is kind of why we get along so well because we both just express what we think. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. And of course, always great to spend some time with you. And don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And also, don't forget about uh, uh, our uh, daily update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com, fill out the little box when it pops up, and you can get Tomorrow's newspaper today with the video that I send you each and every day after the close. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. You know, as as we look around the market, so we saw new highs last week, S&P. Dow, Nasdaq didn't make new highs, but Nasdaq has obviously continued Excuse me to make new highs. And of course, we've seen some, some problems kick, kick in in the last couple of days with uh, the Russell under a little bit of pressure. But obviously, markets are still well up near their all-time highs. I, I think when you, you, you look back at last week, if you look at some of the different areas of what's going on, gold continues in this, <laughs> it's a brutal consolidation pattern. And again, what is consolidation? It is the time of most uncertainty. And of course, you have a rally and then the sellers come in and then the dip and the buyers come in. In the meantime, as you saw, uh, gold was making a nice little move and trying to get up towards the upper end of that 12, 20 range. And all of a sudden, bang, in came the sellers and took gold down at one time Friday morning, about 16 bucks before closing down about eight. Just something to keep in mind. I think that gold looks really good. I think it looks like it wants to go a lot higher. So I would continue to look for opportunities to buy on the dips. I think the, bull- the more bullish of the metals right now would be silver, though. The gold to silver ratio at 85 to 1 is ridiculous. Uh, you know, the-, the-, the law at one point was it could no- be no more than 15 to 1. So I think that's a much better play. As we look at the oil markets, again, once again, we're in this, this pattern where we might have to puke out again. You know, we, we, have- we've met a- we trade oil a lot. And, of course, we've had some great trades, but also some we had to really puke them out. And right now, just for today, I'll give you 73 would be our puke point if we have to get out. Uh, The thing that bothers me about the chart is the ascending pattern that it's in right now. But it is right against resistance. It should fail. The backwardation shows that it's more of a fear trade once again but again we're not going to get stubborn we're not going to let it you know hurt us we're going to do what we have to do but right now we're staying short and 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 happily but uncomfortable at the moment uh the grains as we said last sunday look for a big move up and we got a nice move up it it, it took some time you know middle of the week it was pretty ugly you know again we we have it's not really the trade wars everybody wants to make it about the trade wars but it's not the trade wars, it's just the common way of trading. You know, 10 days ago, we had what we call the WASD report, and it, it came in very bearish for grains, and you already had grains kind of on the limit. Now, if you look at the grain markets and you look at the equity markets, okay, we talk about the equities are priced for perfections. I think, I don't know, there, there, to me, and I said this and wrote this last week, there is no more bad news that you can write into you can put into the grain markets, okay? Other than wheat, which has been strong all along, but soybeans and corn, I couldn't find any more bad news. I don't know how much more bad news you could make to think that it would actually go lower. And of course, we finally had that final pukage on, I think it was Wednesday, pushed them down and then boom, and had a nice finish the week, finishing higher on the week. Now, the most bullish right now, from a trading standpoint, would be soybeans. Soybeans had a... Uh, a, a outside week On a weekly chart. They traded, they made new lows and they made new highs uh, from the week before. So it's pretty bullish the way it closed. Uh, again, the, the the and I think that the the China pulling away from the table should be already be priced in. I don't believe that will have effect on the grains. I think we look to see a very positive week and I think we look for grains to continue to roll on. As they say at Alabama, roll tide. I think we roll tide. In the grain markets, here again, it will not be easy. There will be some fumbles and some interceptions, but in the meantime, I think we continue to see them push to the upside. The meats at a great week uh, again. You know they held those big those big gaps. If you remember, last a week ago, ten days ago, Friday, they gapped up and basically closed up on limit on Friday. And we thought last week that they should be probably sell off a little bit. Well, they they were down a little bit for the week, but they didn't sell off. They really held that upper end, and it looks like they're starting to consolidate at a higher level, which indicates to me that there's a chance to blow higher. Now, you've got the cattle on feed was on Friday at 2 o'clock, and I think what you saw was a report that was bearish. It might catch a few by surprise, so you could see a little bit of selling, but I think that selling is going to be a buying opportunity in both fats and feeders in the cattle. And hogs It broke through that 60 level. And I think now we've got a, an outside chance. and This is October. I have a chance to go up to 70. I think you watch the 60 on the pullback and see what it looks like. But I think we're we're now safe. You know, if you remember the marathon, man, you know, Sir, Sir Lawrence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman, is it safe? I think it's safe now. Again, don't get me wrong. There could be some selling, but you have to find the right entry and the right levels uh, to get in. I, I think that this is something that we have to to, to look at. And, and so I think overall, Bitcoin in the, the cryptocurrency world is, is moving nicely uh, and has held made higher lows and is now trading higher again. It looks to go back through that seven thousand. But the other ones, Ethereum and the others are looking as solid as well. So I think that markets are, are starting to look good. I think they're going to be better. So last is in the equities or in the markets is the bond markets. And the bonds took a big hit last week. Again, pushing interest rates higher. Uh, You've got a big danger of the inversion of the yield curve, which, you know, everybody says it doesn't matter. It's different this time. I know. Okay. well, I say it ain't different. Okay, that's my opinion. Uh, And it doesn't mean, again, nothing means that you have to act immediately. What it means is there are more problems lurking. There are more landmines in the ground. Okay? And I think that's something that is a problem. Uh, but as we look at some of the general stories of the week and, of course, uh, C- Cornell University or college, whatever it is, uh, again, you know, you pay $500,000 for an education to find out if you're privileged or you're oppressed. Are you kidding me? This is what their orientation is now, is that they're going to tell you whether you're privileged or you're oppressed you know to me again we're we're getting into a very murky area and of course the the left is trying to take over the world and and you've got a lot of these things going on and of course a lot of these big studies you know are coming out of these universities and of course i think that you've got some serious issues here you know you've got the educators trying to reverse the world, the reverse the free market system, reverse the smaller government. There's just a whole bunch of things. But I found it interesting that Cornell is going to tell me whether I'm oppressed or not. Of course, I couldn't get into Cornell, but, but, but that's always a, a story. Uh, but I mean, you know, you do have, as we've talked about for months here, a, a storm in the, in the treasuries. You can see that, you know, as I said from the beginning, and I, I go back a couple of years, saying that I don't care what the Fed does. Okay, The Fed is a bunch of uh, uh, have people that have no common sense, that only know how to live in that glass tower. They're all academia, and there's nothing wrong with that. But in, in life, you have to be able to adjust and do something using some common sense, which they have none. Okay? Now, Powell might, I, I don't have a true read on him yet, he might have some common sense. But one thing I do know is rates should have been going up all along, they have not. But at the end of the day, Okay, you, You've you got some issues. And the bond traders, you know, the bond market, the fi- it's called the fixed income market. That is the biggest market in the world by at least 10 to 15 to 20 times over any other market. Okay, So they do have the bullets to take on the Federal Reserve, so to speak. And they can force the Fed's hand. And I think that's what you're starting to see. That's also helping with the inversion of the yield curve and all these other things because those markets are very controlling and very telling. So as we continue to look at those markets, they look like the 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 bond futures want to go lower, which means that interest rates are going to go higher. And we will hear more about this on Wednesday when our good friends at the Federal Reserve decide to uh, do what they do, which I don't think they know what they do. So certainly I don't think they expect us to know what they do. But this is the Bubba Show, and of course it is Monday night and Monday night football. It's uh, Pittsburgh against Tampa Bay, and the whole world is on Tampa Bay. They're on Ryan Fitzmagic, they're calling him. We're going to go ahead and take the Steelers tonight uh, against Tampa Bay, if you play. Uh, we like the Steelers and over. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and I hope everybody has a great day today. And uh, we will see you back here tomorrow, same time, same station. Don't forget to download the show at libertytalk.fm. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow, right here on The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz, The Bubba Show. We're coming. The Bubba Show will be back tomorrow, same time, same station. Have a great day, everybody. See you later.
0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times.
1: Liberty Talk at